small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Mike Siegel. And we are recording via Zoom. Yes, we are. Because someone can't drive. <laughs> I tried driving today, actually, for the first time. You're not supposed to do that. I just went to the tire store and lived just a few blocks away, just trying to test it out. And? Uh, well, I got a nail in my tire, which is another piece of good news that needs to be repaired. And it's in the one tire that's not insured for so this wait, kind of stuff. You got a nail in your eye, and then you got a nail in your tire. <laughs> yeah. I got problems, man. Not, I need good news this month. That's what I need. Okay, here's I'm not using my headphones here. Is that a problem? No, no. It's good. It's fine. I don't have headphones on. Okay. So here's what's going on, people. We're uh, recording a uh, Monday bonus episode that you're going to hear in about, uh, well, if you're listening now, we recorded it days ago. Days ago. Because I want to, I want to uh, give everyone an update on Mike Siegel's uh, injuries or ailments. I have stomach stuff. Murray's got a pig heart, and now you've got an eye thing. <laughs> yeah, now I got Columbo eye. Yeah, stay healthy, Christy. Yeah, I got a detached retina that they yeah. uh, that required immediate surgery the second I got off the ship. What if you would have been on the ship like longer? What would they have had to do? I think my situation would have just gotten worse. Eventually, I would have had to go, uh, um, you know, get get it done, get an operation somewhere. I just happened to be, it was in the last week. Uh, thankfully, I was only on a, a seven-day cruise and, and the last stop. We did three stops in Cabo, uh, Mazatlan, and Puerto Vallarta. So, like, Sunday to Sunday was the trip. And on Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday were the stops. So by the last stop in Puerto Vallarta, I was just like, I got to see somebody. And they hooked me up with an ophthalmologist in Puerto Vallarta who did not seem like the most professional dude. <laughs> He's like in jeans and a rugby shirt. Was he like a, Dr. Nick from The Simpsons? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that. But he, I mean, he looked at it and said, there seems to be a tear, but you can get home because I was going to be home in three days, or you know, back to San Diego. And in that, my worry was that it's just going to get worse and worse. Sure. And uh, the longer you let it go, and it's the harder it is to fix, I guess. So, so, so if people don't know, it's a, you had a detached retina. Yeah, I just, um, and it wasn't usually it happens with uh, like boxers or something. Usually a blow to the head or something. You're in a car accident, but mm -hmm. I didn't have anything like that. I just. Uh, I have this thing in my eye. I guess they said 10% of people have it. It's just it's called lattice uh, degeneration or something. So it's basically like cracks and holes mm -hmm. in my eye. And eventually with time and age, they can slip and or tear. And then like basically the fluid in my eye got in between like the retina and the eyeball. So it basically peeled it away like wallpaper. Ugh. And, uh, yeah, I started getting the shadow. First, I got, like, those floaters in your eyes. Yeah. I started to see more of those. And then uh, all of a sudden, a little shadow in the lower corner of my eye. Oh, that would be annoying. And then, it, yeah, it was like something in it. You know, I kept a feeling like it was something in it. 
And then the shadow just kept getting bigger until it's like, man, I can't, I can't see shit out of this. <laughs> and so I got to, and then it, you, you immediately Google and then, you know, it says, which is the, I, and you can, it says yeah. eye cancer. Right. Exactly. It could, <laughs> it could be a brain tumor. It could, you know, but they all agree. It's like, uh, needs to be dealt with ASAP. Yeah. And I'm stuck at sea, man. It's just like, it's not like they have an ophthalmologist on the ship. You know, they got a general practitioner, but. Are you sure that the, the loudness of the booing during your shows couldn't have caused this? <laughs> it could have been. Just the trauma. Just the blowing. Just yeah. the blowback from that noise. Um, so the deafening you, silence rattled something in my brain. Did you, did you have to do any shows with uh, limited vision? Yeah. I mean, that, that Thursday. So I saw, I, we were in Mexico that night in Puerto Vallarta. And then I had to do a show that night, like a half hour. And, uh, you know, my pupil was still kind of dilated from the drops that they yeah. put in to look at it. So, yeah, the right side of the stage, I didn't see a, a ton. But did you did uh, you talk about it from stage or no? You just no. Well, I, I made a joke that I saw a Mexican ophthalmologist <laughs> that day and people were like, what? And I go, yeah, I don't know why I, I had to be naked. <laughs> Killed. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, you, also, you, also you why did he have to be naked? That's yeah. why I didn't get either. <laughs> you don't know if the people on the right side were laughing or not. Yeah. The people on the left. They <laughs> my ears it. still worked. <laughs> Oh, well, but that's, no, uh, it was, um, you know, and Schmitty, uh, he writes me back cause, uh, his friend Lily had the same thing, but, um, she was, uh, sound like had it worse than me. She actually flew. And that was the other thing. Usually this time of year, I'm doing ships in the Caribbean, but you can't fly right now. You're prohibited. Well, no, they put a gas bubble in my eye so that I, I can't even go above like 2,500 altitude. Um, Mike, you want to take a Tums for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's weird, man. And then I, I went on a, I looked at a topographical map of LA last night to see like, okay, where can I go? Because we're surrounded by mountains. Yeah, you can't go a certain elevation. What's the, what's the limit on the elevation? 2,500 feet, they said. All right. So um, it's no problem getting around, you know, greater LA. But like, if you take the five up north, past Santa Clarita, you go up into those mountains there, like on the way to Bakersfield and stuff, <laughs> it's too high. Yeah. So I can't cross that. You can't drive to Vegas if I wanted. I thought I could go to like Palm Springs, but there's a moment at, on the way to Palm Springs, it, uh, it goes like 2,600 feet, uh. which is about as high as it goes. And there's no other way because like the 60 and the 10 both meet yeah. right at the spot where it's that high. And then it immediately goes down like, Palm Springs is very like low elevation. That's one of the reasons it's so hot. But the road getting there, I'm screwed. You know, can so you, just can you even drive up the 405? I mean, it seems to get high as you. Yeah, the Hollywood Hills are not that bad. It's just um, uh, I and I stay along the coast. Like I could drive mm -hmm. up, and the Malibu Hills aren't that bad. Uh, Topanga and stuff you can still cross, and but I just got to stick uh, near the ocean. And this guess. is this is for how long? Two months. Don't so like mid-March, mid-March, I can get on a plane again. And yeah, it's just a hassle. It's, really a ha it's, a, it's, a, it's an annoying inconvenience. Yeah. Now, I mean, I still can't really see out of it. And I got the bubble is getting smaller. So basically, it's like if you, you know, like a half filled 
glass of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like the water line, you would you know go up back and forth and stuff. That's what I have in front of my eyeball now, and it's getting lower, but it's like looking through water pretty much. It's I you know it's almost better for me to wear like I'm gonna get a uh, eye patch tomorrow. Get a cool one. Just, just because of this is just confusing and uh, bugging me. Yeah, I'm sure. And yeah, lights, I'm, like lo- like at night, the lights, like street lights and stuff, it's really bad. Yeah, I would be I would be keeping that eye shut the whole I'd be like Popeye. Yeah, it it is easier to do this. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look good. Now it looks like you have Bell's palsy. Right. <laughs> I was using uh look what I was doing. I'll show you. This would be good for radio. Yeah. Radio. For the listeners, Mike got out of his seat, he's going to get something. <laughs> I had my uh my mask. Oh yeah. And I was I was doing this. Oh, you put your mask up there like an eye patch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that works. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to keep. Yeah, keep on. That's not bad. Yeah, that looks it, terrible. It looks cool. It looks like you're in. Uh, <laughs> it looks like you're in Duran Duran in the. Yeah, Adam Ant. Um, what would you rather have? Uh, the loss of uh, sight and good hair, or bald and uh, full sight? <laughs> I would take bald and full sight. All right. Well, currently you have the other. You never knew. Uh, yeah. You don't appreciate your eyes until uh, you lose lose the ability to use them. And man, <laughs> do those those babies come in handy. But the uh, driving is really the biggest thing. I mean, the driving, the flying and that kind of stuff, it's you really feel like a burden. You're like helpless in this town anyway. It's not like I can get on the subway. Don't be doing any more driving. No, I'm going to have to ease back into it. It's just, I mean, driving at night's going to take a little while. I mean, I guess there are one-eyed people that drive. You can drive legally with one uh, eye. With one eye, yeah. At least in California, you can. Wonder which eye is better to have lose sight in if you're driving. I wonder if it matters. You'll get like um, you get used to it though. But at first, it's like depth perception. It's mm-hmm. like when I was pulling back into the parking space, I didn't know. It was harder for me to judge how much room I had on that yeah. side and things like that. And, yeah, but looking at over here, I can't, you know, if something's coming, <laughs> I well, can't really see it. Look, I'm fully sighted, and here's what I did this past Friday night. I was, uh, what's that shopping center that's on Santa Monica? The Boulevard? Promenade? Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. 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 So when you pull out of it, you have to cross like over two lanes and to turn to be heading, you know, I was making a left turn. Right. Well, I turned and I'm heading the wrong, I'm on the wrong side. I'm heading the wrong way. I'm heading <laughs> into traffic. Now, nothing's coming until I get so far down. And then all of a sudden three cars are stopped and they're all, and I'm like, oh no, I'm. <laughs> you went the wrong way down a one way? Yes. Oh. Yes. Down a main one. And, oh uh, no. <laughs> luckily right there was like a ramp where. If you were coming off is, but, but I went, a, a guy just waved me and said, yeah, go up here, go up here. So I did, but I was like, oh my God, that, yeah. was, that was terrible. And I have full sight. <laughs> I have full <laughs> sight and half brain. You're just an old man. You're just an idiot. Yeah. Not but even. I think about, I think about this now. It's like how everybody, you know, this, this big trend of like being anti-science and all this other stuff. I mean, it's like they shot, my whole operation took less than an hour. Just under an hour. They shot lasers into my eye. Yeah. You know, they took like these 3D amazing, you know, scans of my eyes and, and uh, pictures. And they 
went in there. They had the anesthetic just right where I wasn't completely knocked out. But I mean, I was conscious through it. Didn't feel a thing, yeah. but I had a hood over my face and I could literally, I could hear them talking. I could hear the little laser. Zzz, zzz, zzz. Do they, do they have to pop your eye out? No, no. See, I God, thought they no. did. I, thought they I don't think so. Pop your eye out. I didn't like, ask. Yeah, I wouldn't I want to not. know that at all. If they did, I'd uh, you know I'd rather not know. But I didn't see. But uh, this this happened. If this happened, which it must have, a hundred years ago, you got. I guess you're just blind in that eye. Yeah, when a it's, guy would, when a guy would get hit, kicked in the head because he's shooing a horse. Yeah, you're just blind now. <laughs> you're blind now. Sorry, buddy. Me, forty five minutes. They shot lasers into my head <laughs> and put a gas bubble, a CO two gas bubble, in there. Back then, they actually had an eye patch store. It was so prevalent. Yeah, <laughs> the doctor's like, I do like a, th- yeah, I've done like a thousand of these. I'm like, oh my god, um, it's incredible. I mean, that's you got to step back after a while and go, okay, science is pretty damn cool. If this was a Marvel movie, you would now be able to shoot lasers out of your eyes. Yeah, something, or uh, something six million happened. dollar man, six yeah. million dollar man, man. Ah, oh, that'd be great. Well, that brings but- us to the topic, Mike. Yeah, Thanks for right. the update. on point, little on the nose, little on the eyeball. We're going to be, uh, I call this uh, episode, I See You, uh, <laughs> E-Y-E. Mike and I are going to be playing some songs with the word I, E-Y-E, in the title. Or eyes, <laughs> either or. Um, there was a lot of these. There's a ton. There's a ton. So that's why I knew, I just asked Mike to do this earlier today. I'm like, we want to record tonight. It's pretty easy. Um so how's your mental state though? This can, uh, this is something that can depress people. Yeah, it gets a little, I mean, I, I not only had this when I got off the ship, I mean, there was like, I had an uncle that, that died of a heart attack that, and, and I had a f- cousin in a bad motorcycle accident. I had another, uh, like uh, the son of a neighbor that I grew up with 23, uh, just went to the hospital with seizures out of nowhere and ended up dying. And it's just like when, one thing after another, man. So it's just, and, and it's after, scary, you know, it's yeah. like, I still can't see stuff out of my, and they have to warn you during, before any procedure, what, what could go wrong. And, you know, people have these operations and their sight never really comes back the whole way. And some, some people have to have multiple operations. So I don't, and I have to monitor the other eye because of this condition. You know, I might have to get a preventative laser thing down the down the road a little bit so what a drag what yeah a hassle. Just, i mean not pardon the pun but this is something i didn't really see coming you know <laughs> of all the things of like you know i mean my it's not cholesterol related it's not like i a bad knee my knee giving out or something i would right. understand a lot more but really this and i didn't even do anything i just like just anything one day on, anything on your head seems uh yeah seems- not good. Yeah. Anything in your still, noggin. And it still looks weird. You know, <laughs> I posted a photo. It's just like big giant pupil stuff. Still putting drops in. I guess it's, that's what's doing it. But yeah. Yeah. It's just all kind of bloodshot still. And yeah, it's are just you, a hassle. The worst allowed, was having to lie to face wash, down. Are you what? Say that again. I had to lie face down, like keep my head down, staring at the floor for the first week. And that was hard, you know, for like 45 minutes of every hour. Right. And I could only sleep on my left side or on my stomach. Um, yeah, that was hard. You don't get a lot done during the day that way. So you're a back sleeper? 
No, I don't usually sleep on my back, but I do sleep on my sides, but both sides, knowing yeah. that you can't go to the other one, you can't turn, you can't. Right. And then if in the middle of the night, if you catch yourself, you like wake yourself. Oh, yeah. I, rolled I did over. not sleep well for a week. I did not sleep well. And it was only a couple of nights ago that I actually got to sleep on my right side again. It was like, oh, this is nice. But it's they like still you, don't want me on my back because then like I guess the your- bubble <laughs> would go like float toward the front of your eye, which is what they don't want. Yeah. Because then that will affect the lens and then oh you might get God. cataracts or something. And I got to wear this bracelet that says I have a gas bubble in my eyes. So if anybody. I was like going to ask me. if you were out clubbing last night. Yeah. No, it's just like a warning for like, it's a medical bracelet saying they, and it, you know, if I'm in a car accident or something, they pull me out. They got to know that there's a bubble in my eye before they do something <laughs> that would like pressure. It's about pressure and stuff. And uh, it's awful. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of restrictions with this. It is, you know, just like, and then I, you know, I'm staring too long at something or reading or something. I get a headache and that's not fun. I've been listening to a lot more uh, podcasts and books on audiobooks. That's been pretty good. All right. Don't, uh, don't listen to road stories. That'll make you sad. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. We, we each got, uh, we got uh, 10 or 12 songs each. I'll let you start us off. You can tell us a little bit about your song and why you picked it. Or if you don't have a reason, that's fine too. Well, there was a couple of Nick Lowe songs that I found and one was uh, Raging Eyes and I was going to play that. That's one of the first one that came to my head. Yeah. But then I forgot about this one off the uh, the Rose of England album. It's a little, you know, when he was, it's a rockabilly album um, pretty much. Yeah. But um, this one's called Darlin' Angel Eyes by Nick Lowe. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Good cue. Play. There was a big town hanging around outside of the Concord Lounge. The night of fashion blade in a frightened hand turned his world upside down. He was a child and was convicted and was sentenced for to die. But the night before they sent out Nicolo can write a song like that in his sleep. He's got like a million of those. Yep. That's uh that's his stock and trade. Yeah. So you don't bang and I don't bang your head during these songs, Mike. That won't be good for you. Yeah, that's it's the other thing about like exercise. They don't want anything that would shake my head too much or um <laughs> so and they don't want me lifting too much strain or something. Like at first they're like, don't like don't lift anything more than like twenty five pounds and oh then how are you peeing? <laughs> I try not to strain when I'm on the john, if you know. <laughs> All right. I uh I picked eyes without a face because I was kind of thinking that you're kind of like a face without eyes. <laughs> face without an eye. So here we go, a little Billy Idol from Rebel Yell. Bring a 
Classic. I had Billy Idol on the brain from uh, the documentary I saw last night, which I just sent you a link to. This It's called New Wave, Dare to be Different, which you and Murray would both like it. It's about this uh, WLIR, this Long Island radio station in the 80s mm-hmm. that just, uh, they had a really weak signal, but they were just like, almost like the first alternative radio station in the in the country and broke all these bands like U2 and uh, all the, they were got into all these British bands, Duran Duran and all these things and, and everybody and musicians loved them and, and uh, they only lasted till like 87. They lost their license or something, but they were hugely influential. Like, wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's really good. And Billy Idol's it. in it. So Billy Idol's one of the talking heads in it. And he was like, yeah, we, we, we all knew that station in England because they were the only ones playing our music. You know, uh, they forget how like corporatized and square American radio was and is even more now. You know, yeah. it's like they were all playing Eagles and you know, Stairway to Heaven. We couldn't get on. We couldn't get our music played. The Clash, all these bands, even the Ramones and the Talking Heads are in it and uh, all these people. It's like this one little radio station was playing all of it. So they were like the first kind of radio station to do all that stuff. So it's kind of interesting. It's called New Wave, Dare to Be Different. I watched it on Amazon, but I think it was on Showtime originally or something. Check it out, people. I'm going to check that out. Uh, Yeah, you should see it. What other procedures have you had in your life? Procedures? You know, medical procedures. I had a colonoscopy. All right. I broke my arm as a kid. uh, So I had a broken arm as a kid. But really, you know... Dental surgery, you know, getting yeah. my wisdom teeth out and all that other stuff. But all right, that's it. Oh, I had stitches in my head on a ship for when all I right. passed out in Puerto Vallarta. Again, I got bad luck ship. in Puerto Vallarta. I got to stay away from Puerto Vallarta. That's uh, the game shows in the seventies. That's where they would always give you the trip to. Yep, <laughs> or uh, Acapulco. What was the the dating game? That was their big one. Puerto Vallarta, week for two. I had uh, I had a nasal surgery about. 15 or 16 years ago. I remember that. They took polyps out and everything. And I had a big bandage on my nose and I had stints up my nose, which I didn't, I didn't know. They, they didn't tell me that those were in there. Oh, so, uh, and I had to do a nasal rinse twice a day. So the first time I did it, like they didn't tell me what to expect at all. I did it. And out of the one nostril, Remember slime? <laughs> yeah. It was that consistency, but it was it was red like like blood. Oh. Uh. And it would just come out and I was like, "Well, is that normal?" It was like <laughs> and then I would do the other one, the same thing because I don't know what, you know, your nasal passages just wrap around and around and around. Uh. So then they took the stints out like after 8 days. He took two of them out and he goes okay and i'll take the other ones out next time i was like the other ones i know (laughs) and i had to keep doing this rinse and it i couldn't really breathe because i was you know gauzed up in there yeah it felt so claustrophobic oh i i yeah it was terrible well if you that was claustrophobic you would have hated the uh like the face hood i had to wear it was like almost like a it felt like a weighted blanket on my face you know, and just my eye was exposed, but it's like, so they had to put the uh, tubes up my nose to give me air under there. Yeah. But yeah, just, uh, you're, you're dark the hood. 
<laughs> yeah, it really was. Oh my God. God, that Our, sounds awful. Stints in, in your nose. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, your next song. Then we'll talk about more procedures. I've had yeah. some. <laughs> uh, this one came up. One of my favorite classic country songs. And this is uh, this is one of these cutaways on uh, Family Guy. Okay. They'll cut to, like, out of nowhere, Peter will go, ladies and gentlemen, Conway Twitty. And then they'll just like hee-haw and they'll cut to, and they'll cut to the actual hee-haw clip. But they did this with this song and they played the entire song. Like there's, you know, the, the clip on hee-haw. Oh, that's great. With Conway Twitty. <laughs> You're like, they they're going to cut this after fu- They played the entire song. Oh, that's so funny. So this is, uh, it is a great song though. It's uh, I see the want to in your eyes. Here we go. He's trying to get a uh, married woman to cheat. Oh. Yeah. I see the sparkling little diamond on your hand. It's plain to see that you've already got a man. I see the want to in your eyes. Yep. Yep. Classic. I, uh, I just uh, I just got a text from Suzanne Dillingham, the concert oh, the wife. nurse. She texted me, I got to help deliver a baby last night. Oh, my God. <laughs> I once, uh, There's a procedure. I once dated a uh, ER nurse, and it's just like, never ask them how their day went. It's the <laughs> most horrifying thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Three stories. people died today. Some some ten year old kid came in and you know spiked through his head. You know, was in a bad car accident. You're like, okay, I'm done. I can't. I can't. What if I always think about this uh, like a post apocalyptic type thing? What if no one? What if there came a time when no one wanted to be a doctor or a nurse anymore? Well, if we keep you know attacking them in the <laughs> ER, you know. Yeah. But I mean, um, I enjoy helping people, but not that much. It's uh, I wouldn't yeah. have the stomach for it. God bless them. Now it's it's so hard. Nurses have seen absolutely everything. Yeah, absolutely everything. Well, doctors, of course, too. But in an ER, I mean, I have I can honestly say I until this eye thing. Oh, that was the other thing having to deal with the insurance system in America. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's what horrendous. is that? How much is this surgery going to be? $400,000? It's still going through. I mean, th- knock on wood, I had insurance, but I had to go to three different places it would take it. And, uh, uh, oh, vision's not covered, but if it's an emergency, so I had to go, for my insurance, go to the emergency room, which is the last place you want to go during a pandemic. Or ever. Ever. And uh, it was, of course, packed. There's no room. Uh, they had us outside under gas heaters waiting. <laughs> it took me eight hours to get somebody to talk to me and still never saw an ophthalmologist when there's supposed to be one somewhere in the hospital. Wow. Um, it was terrible. And then they sent me to, so, oh, they sent me to some place the following morning. So we left there at midnight. If you go to this place eight in the morning, uh, we, they said they'll take your insurance. 
And we go there first thing, eight in the morning. No, we don't take that. Basically, they told you, they told me that to get us out of the ER. Dicks. You know? And I got sent to another place. I, they didn't have what I needed. And then they sent me to a third place. And finally, I got someone to see me. And then that's, we scheduled the surgery for the next day. But man, oh man, I've gotten one, but the, the, the actual surgery, I don't know what it's going to cost. Um, I got a fun. bill for the anesthetic. The anesthetic was about five grand, but luckily I'll have to, you know, the insurance is picking up that. I got to pay like 53 bucks out of it, but I still had to do my deductible, which was like, you know, 3,700 bucks. Yeah. And then 400 for the ER. And then for what I paid in Mexico, I'm, I'm already about 4,500 bucks into this. I'm sure the insurance will come back and say, well, the anesthesia, you requested that. You didn't, <laughs> yeah. That's not covered. You, you Should, wanted it. Yeah. You wanted to be full. I thought I was going to be totally out cold, like the colonoscopy. Yeah. I love that. That, oh, that stuff was amazing. The, the Michael Jackson cocktail, yeah, the, whatever. The, propofol or something. Yeah. Propofol. Or, love oh, it. That was magical. But no, I was like conscious during it, which is, I don't know if I wanted to be. <laughs> no, any procedure put me out. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Stitches, anything, oh, yeah. put me out. <laughs> I know. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right. This is from 1977 Aerosmith's Draw the Line album. Bad album, right? um, It's not great, but it. Uh, but it's somehow grown on me a little bit, but yeah, it's not, it's not yeah. up there. Not their but, best effort. But the title is apropos sight for sore eyes. Hey, here we go. How much how much smack were these guys on during that recording? Uh, I mean, how are they alive? <laughs> I mean, seriously, how are they alive? How many times are you gonna get your stomach pumped in a in a lifetime? That can't be good, right? No. <laughs> no. Pumping your stomach means that you've ingested something bad. Ask Rod Stewart. But it's amazing that people were losing and it just like you know, and, and guy like that, like Steven Tyler probably lived till fucking 90 or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keith Richards. Keith Richards Keith Richard's still alive. Well, did I you mean, hear that story that uh, I did a show with Robin Dorian on my podcast? Robin was a DJ, a fellow VJ of mine um, okay. when we were at VH1 together. And she shared mm-hmm. a uh, an eight-hour flight in first class 
next to Keith Richards on the and way to Hawaii. What was he up to at that point? So this is like, she said it was like around 99, 2000. All right. And so pre 9-11. But uh, yeah, he just, he's, she said he was great. He said he wanted to talk, sat there, talked one-on-one for eight hours. I said, oh you know how many God. people would kill for that experience? She goes, I know. At one point, I tried to put my headphones on and watch a movie. She, and he goes, you're not going to watch a movie, are you? <laughs> it's like, you are still talk. You're not going to watch a movie. You're talking to me. To Keith Rhythm. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, she said about halfway there, he asked the flight attendant uh, if the, if the uh, pilot and co-pilot were Stones fans and if he could smoke, if he could go somewhere and smoke. So, and of course they come back. Yeah. So he went up into the cockpit and smoked a cigarette with the pilot and the co-pilot in the cockpit. Yeah. Pre nine 11. That's the things you could do. And, and when you're Keith Richards, yes, of course you can come up here. Of course you can. Yeah. She said that was, uh, that was pretty amazing. Ask any of the flight attendants if they're Stones fans. I'd like to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my god! And and he gave her a little piece of jewelry that he had custom made. Like he's, he gives them out to people, and of course it had a little skull on it, and she still and has this, it. This is the best story ever, right? And I'm just going, oh my god, what? And she said, oh, we talked about everything, and. And uh, she said he was really, really sweet. I'm like, oh, that's great. Did she get a picture? No, it's like probably a pre-cell phone. Oh, and I, you know, not everybody had a camera in their pocket. Yeah, how do you do that? I guess I would just say, look, no one's going to believe this. <laughs> I know, right? Keith, Mr. Richards. So if I uh, do me a solid. Her other story is when she interviewed Cynthia Lennon and Cynthia told her about coming home and walking into her house and, Yoko's in her kitchen wearing her robe, drinking tea. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I mean, wow, John, that's a that's a well, dick move. Not only wow, John, it's also wow, Yoko. She's of course. Say, I don't think we should be doing this in your home where your wife lives. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. That's brutal. Uh, the worst beetle. All right. <laughs> From All right, a person standpoint. Um, well, let's throw it back, huh? This this is one I completely forgot about. So, um, I think you must have given this to me off the best of the stray cats. This is called Baby Blue Eyes. Speaking of rockabilly and it up, let's do it. I love rockabilly now. I'm so into rockabilly. <laughs> Your baby blue eyes that you promised to not have got me in a mess. Why don't you do right and quit trying to fight every time we get distressed? So different. They're really stretching there, the stray cats on their sound. <laughs> you know when um you know when people say, you know, oh, before I made it, I had to sleep on couches and I had to do this, I had to do that. Lee Rocker said when they flew to London to make it, they just had their instruments and what they were wearing. <laughs> and then they land in London and he's and then I mean, how do you even navigate that? I mean <laughs> But the next instruments, thing he, I slept in the upright bass case. He uh, he had to buy an extra seat because the upright bass he would not put it in <laughs> in uh, baggage claim. 
So it said it was next to him. You couldn't get a upright bass in anywhere in London, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sell that thing. Keep the extra plane ticket money. Buy some clothes. Exactly. Change of underwear, maybe. <laughs> but uh, it still sounded good, though. Yeah, it did sound good. All right, this is uh, this is Don Henley. He still has his vision. Yeah. Uh, his and his vision is on money. Yeah. Twenty four seven. This is from uh, building the perfect beast. This is this is something that you were doing kind of today, driving with your eyes closed. Uh oh. Don't do that. God, I haven't heard that in ages. I know, that was right? like a that was a minor hit, wasn't it? Yeah, nineteen eighty four. Yep, I totally remember that. Going way back. Other procedures I've had. I had uh, I had a uh, a plastic surgery procedure on one of my ears. Why? Because one of my and I don't even remember which year it was. I think it was this one, but my ear like cupped out like this. Oh, like Stephen Colbert style or something. Yeah, well, not that bad. That's really <laughs> freaky. And uh, it always bothered me. Like, I always had my hair over my ears. And then in uh, my junior year of college, my dad just said, do you want to get your ear fixed? I'm like, what do you, what? What do you mean? He's like, we can. We're going to cut it off. We can have it been, yeah. <laughs> we can, uh, we can have it uh, back. And I was, and it didn't have like, you know, this ridge that you have here. Uh huh. It didn't have that. So they like put that ridge in. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So I had that done. Was that, did it hurt? Um, I had to have my head like in a bandage, like <laughs> for like a week. Like you were, like you were drumming in the, you know, revolutionary war there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it, my, all my hair was covered and then this whole ear was covered and I, uh, I couldn't get it wet. So, you know, oh. you have to gingerly wash your face and then, you know, not let, the shower go and I had to go back to, I had this done like over a break. So I had to go back to school like that for a week. And so, you had to sleep. I guess you had to sleep on, you couldn't sleep on it. Yeah. Right? right. I couldn't sleep on it. Baby, baby, let me sleep on it. And then, <laughs> uh, and then it was very, the ear felt numb for like months. Like, like I could touch it and it wouldn't, it had no feeling. And it was also very close to my ear at that point to my head. I mean, okay. Like this. Cause, and the doctor said, eventually it'll, it'll come out to where it's supposed to be. So you have that done and you think it's going to look normal, but no, it's like, it was really flat against really my pinned up against you. Yeah. But now it's fine. There was an exchange student from Germany. I remember came like to our high school and I think he had that done. He must've had that done too, because it was really, <laughs> his never grew back. I, I mean, they were pinned really close. They, they were it looked back off. We knew something was off. I think Neil Patrick Harris had it done because if you look at Doogie Howser, he's got some big oh, outie yeah. ears and now he doesn't. 
Well, I did have an ear thing done. They just, uh, I had a little growth there and they froze it off, you know, from like sun damage or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they said it's more common on your left ear from driving. Ah, you know, all yeah, those years I was driving with the yeah. window open yeah, and the and sun we, just pounding my left ear. Don Henley has a song about that, driving with the window open. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, uh, what else? Oh, we, we knew a comedian, uh, Michael Alexander in yeah. Chicago, and he had an ear like that. He still does, but he did, he did a joke about it. He, he would say when he, uh, one time when he was little, he went to get ice cream and the guy put a scoop in his ear. <laughs> 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 which is so stupid <laughs> all right what's up next for you you're going a little uh, metal on us is this metal really this is like the softest metal this the is softest this metal song ever. is one of those reasons why grunge happened this thing's lame man this does this does not age well this is the <laughs> duet between with lita ford and ozzy osbourne called close your eyes close my eyes it's uh close it's my eyes good. forever it's not good I remember the video too. All right. Well, uh, um, <laughs> wait, 1989. I, I, not a strong year for music. It really wasn't. All right. Well, if I may, here we go. Oh, you may. Hey, <laughs> you. It's a seagull stink Like he was on his last leg in 88. Oh my god. So Again. yeah, this would come on in between like Janet Jackson and Bobby Brown and a, Winger. A, another oh. guy still alive. Oh god. Yeah, exactly. I mean that's just not good. That is not good. No, I, I don't like that song either. And look, Lita Ford, friend of the show. Yeah, I know, um, but I would love it if her and Ozzy would do uh, for Christmas next year, baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> and then, but I feel, but I feel like those two would lean into it. You know what I mean? Like lean into it hard. Like it's- maybe it's cold outside. I, I, I. <laughs> Awful. All right. What is my next track? Huh. What is your next track? I don't know. I fucked up the list. I'm looking at it. I'm fucked it all up. I'll do this one. Cause it's here. Is this uh, for the Patreon, this uh, show, or is this like... No, this normal? is going to be a Monday bonus episode. People will be happy to hear it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it drops this Monday. Wow. Immediately. <laughs> All right, this is, uh, this is why I ask you about if, if having this is, uh, is a little depressing. Uh, this is Asia with the smile has left your eyes. Oh, no. <laughs> I saw you standing hand in hand. But now you Another reason grunge happened. Hard rock bullshit, buddy. 
Almighty, bringing Prague to the masses, Asia. <laughs> Thank you, Asia. Wow. Are any of those guys left alive? Are any of those guys still living? Uh, yeah, everyone in Asia is alive except for the guy singing. The guy Greg who Lake. I don't like, uh, no, not Greg, John Wetton. John Wetton. Wasn't Greg Lake in that, though? Yes, John Wetton left uh, right before. They, they had a big MTV contest called See Asia in Asia. If you won, you flew to Asia and saw Asia. Yeah. Right before, like a week before that show, John Wetton quit the band. And so they have this big concert that they're going to film and everything. So they had uh, Greg Lake came in and replaced him for uh, for that show and uh, maybe a few other shows. Then he came back. The person who won that contest, that was a rip. Yeah, no kidding. I wonder where in Asia it was. I have no idea. No idea. All I know is you got to see Asia. So it was great. <laughs> you saw them live? Oh, my God. I've seen them so many times. Oh, Saw him in the heyday when that song was out. And then I've, I saw him on all the reunion tours. Like, I've seen him maybe five or six times. Any women in that crowd? Uh, some women that uh, were kind enough to go with their boyfriends. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would never even for a second ask Pilar to go to something like that. <laughs> no. Not even close. I mean, some, you know. A lot of girls just want to be like, you know, want to be a part, want to share in your, you know, Rush concert or yeah, whatever. My, my wife doesn't want to share in my nonsense. <laughs> well, you guys are past it then. What did we go see? Uh, she went to see Peter Wolf. Okay. Solo. She went to see uh, Gin Blossoms. I mean, these are shows that I said, hey, I, yeah. whoever I was going to go with can't go. Do you want to go? I mean, was there one? Was there one show that was like a, a last straw for her? She's like, you know, I'm gonna let you go to this um, yourself. Well, she did. She did go. She for my birthday, and the show was actually on my birthday. Uh, she took me to the Staples Center to see Lenny Kravitz open for Aerosmith. Okay. So, and, but then we've seen concerts that we both have wanted to see: Melissa Etheridge, Sting, Mary Chapin Carpenter, you know, stuff like that. Right. But I mean, was there one she, that she went with you and you and I made a grave mistake like halfway through? No, <laughs> like, no, no. Okay. Well, no, because I've never because I've never put her in that situation. Yeah. We did fly to Vegas to see Cheap Trick was playing the Sgt. Pepper album. Okay. Live. And uh, and she loves the Beatles. So and they did it. They did it great. So that was enjoyable. <laughs> so she endured it. She endured it. Okay, what is your next song? This might bull. If you're going in order, this is my favorite song of the night, and I've never heard this song before. Oh, you, do you know uh, Rhett Miller? I do now. He was He's the singer of the old 97s. Um, yeah, not not even on my radar, but now <laughs> I'm going to check. I, this is great. Yeah, this, this whole album, he did it like around 2002, three yep. or something like that, because I had just, um, he was a guest at the, at my TBS show, when we were starting out, we actually had musical guests, and it was his first solo album, so they were kind of pushing him. I remember Michael Bublé came in, we interviewed him, Bublé. and we didn't know who he was. Um, but Rhett was like a super cool guy, and uh, he invited me. He was opening for, I can't remember, someone at the Wiltern, and uh, he got me in, so it was like, I know a rock star guy. Yeah. Um <laughs> But he's really cool, and uh, if you ever get a chance to see the old 97s and uh, or Rhett uh, solo, 
But that album was called The Instigator, and this is called Four-Eyed Girl. And this is produced by John Bryan. Yeah, yeah. Here we go, Four-Eyed Girl. A double feature, I'm a rock and roller She's a science teacher I send her looks, they don't reach her She does not know I'm in love with her Later on, it's no better She wants to take a walk So I let her, I watch her go And then I, I go and get her I have to spell it out for her La la la, I'm in love with the four-eyed girl She knows how to move me now she knows how. Ba, 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 ba. You think he had a crush on Lisa Loeb? You think that that song's about? <laughs> it could be. Although, uh, speaking of his, uh, so I was visiting our, our old pal John Bongiorno up in Woodstock, New York. Rock in peace, in, John Bongiorno. Rock in peace, John. And we went to some bar. And I started talking to this like beautiful woman. I said, redhead. And she's super cool and funny and pretty. And then she goes to the bar. I was like, wow, who was that? Oh, he's, she's married to this uh, guy who plays in the old 97s, Rhett Miller. I was like, son of a bitch. No, I wasted all my time. That guy gets everything. God damn it. He has an album. He has a full, full vision. And he's a nice guy. And you can't hate him. And his wife's awesome. And I'm looking of at course. the album cover. He looks like he's a good looking guy, too. Damn yeah, he guy. is. You want to hate him. You want to hate him, but you just can't. You can't because he's nice. He's nice. All good looking guys should be nice and they're not. <laughs> um, all right. Even even by parody song. Uh, what do I want to say? I'm playing a parody song and I want to say even it's by weird Al? even by parody song standards. This one's not great. OK, it's Marty Feldman eyes. <laughs> no. By Bruce Baby Man Baum. You're kidding. Here we go. <laughs> hey, you. It's a seagull stink Her head is growing bald. Her feet are twice her size. She says it's not her fault. She's got Marty Feldman eyes. She'll turn the spring. And dry you off with her thighs She'll confuse the hell out of you She's got Marty Feldman eyes And she'll woo you And she'll moon you And forget to pull her pants up She's obnoxious <laughs> It doesn't even rhyme And she knows no. And she knows how to blow her nose up Oh, what? Uh, it's uh, look. Where did you look, find that? Uh, I'm not sure where I found it, but uh, I had it in my iTunes from from another show, maybe. But look, wow. Were they? Was he on the? Him and another comic were probably on a drive to a one nighter, and he was just riffing this. And <laughs> oh, write that down. And then they, and then he went and recorded it. And in 1981, I bet it cost a lot of money to record. That. Yeah, like him and Kip Adada went in there and Kip did the whole fish song. Or Wet Dream, remember that one? Yeah, terrible. <laughs> it was every these, fish pun. These are terrible. Oh, somebody gave him radio, uh, like studio time to cut studio that. Studio time, or he paid for it. <laughs> Probably sold it after his shows. Yeah, 45, signed it. 
in his diaper, standing there in his, in his uh, adult in diaper. In his diaper. <laughs> Grown man has, he look now if you, this guy looks like David Crosby. Yeah. Which I think he says that in his act. Oh, he's got but to. He ends up in a diaper on stage. Now look. He's the baby man. Bruce baby man Baum. He's still alive too. Oh yeah. 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 yeah so <laughs> he was just, I just, he was always on make me laugh. That yeah, was and like he, his ne- and he never did. <laughs> <laughs> the baby man bound. Wow, I never heard that. That's that's brutal. That's brutal. All right, you Ooh. have a great song though to cleanse the palate. Uh, yeah, my so this is the grassroots. That like if I went up to most people and you go name a song by the grassroots, you couldn't. But then you hear a couple and you're like, oh right, okay. Yeah. And my connection with the grassroots is the woman who sold my house. I think was married to one of the guys in the grassroots. <laughs> she told me that after the fact. It's like, yeah, well, my my ex-husband was a musician. I was like, who was that? Well, he was in a band called The Grassroots. I was like, no way. That's so yeah. LA. That is such an LA story, you know. And um Creed from uh The Office was also in the grassroots. Yes, yes. So and this song's uh one of their hits. This is uh from 1971. This is Temptation Eyes. And they they have six solid hits easily. Yeah. So here we go. This is one of them. It's great. Name one of them. Sooner or okay. later. Okay, all right. She's got something that moves my soul. And she knows I'd love to love her. But she lets me down every time. Can't make her mine. She's no one's lover tonight. With me, she'll be so inviting. I want her all for myself. I went over to the uh, to the library of CDs. I pulled my the grassroots, the complete original ABC hit singles collection. There you go. Here's That's all you got. need. Yep, twenty four songs. That's probably I don't know eighteen too many. Um, <laughs> we got uh, where were you when I needed you? Uh, Let's live for today. Okay. Midnight, yeah. Midnight confessions. That. that one's good. Yeah. Uh, Temptation Eyes, Sooner or Later. Uh, maybe they have five. Good band. Solid, solid hits. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good pick. All right. There were a couple on your list that I would have picked had you not picked them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I figured we probably came up with some of those same ones. But instead, I chose a power ballad from the Top Gun soundtrack by friend of the show, Mike Reno and Loverboy, Heaven in Your Eyes. Oh, wow. I can tell by the look in your eyes You've been hurting You know I'll never let you down Oh, no And I'll try anything to keep it working God, this is I remember sweet that. spot for 1986, buddy. 
Ooh, boy, oh boy. This is like, that's what they were making fun of in Team America. <laughs> right. What would you do? <laughs> right. Did, uh, did you listen to my interview with him? Yeah. That story about recording Almost Paradise with Ann Wilson. In one take? In one take. <laughs> that's incredible. It is. And the producer says, "That's we got it. <laughs> we got it. And they've never sang it together again. again. No, ever. They've never sang it ever. Yeah, I know. I mean, he does it uh, with Loverboy sometimes, and his wife comes out and sings with him, which is fun. And that was, my, that was my junior prom theme. What, Almost Paradise? Yep. It's, I mean, that title is like almost. It's almost paradise. It's almost. How it's was not your prom? quite. Eh. Hey, eh. we weren't under any illusion that this you know, crappy high school in Illinois was paradise. <laughs> almost. You know, so we did the best we could. How many proms did you go to? Two, junior and senior year. Can you guess my senior year theme? What year? 85. I'm going to say it was uh, Don't Stop Believing. No. All right. What was it? Uh, it's, well, fittingly, it's Chicago. You know the ballad, right? Uh, hard, hard to say I'm sorry? No. <laughs> Which one? Huge hit that year. I'm blanking on it. That's why I can't remember. It's um no. Oh. It's your prom. It's oh. Peter Cetera singing it. Look it up. 85. All right, I'm looking at it. Biggest up. hit. No horns in it. Are you that, telling the people at home to look it up or do you want me to look it up? Yeah, well, I I'm having an old man moment. I got okay. one eye here. Come on. Yeah, you got a full brain. I can't remember. Okay, I'm looking it up. You said 85. Yeah. All right. Uh, you're the inspiration? You're the inspiration. There you go. Look, I found it immediately with my. That was it. And that producer that we saw the documentary on that we both hated? David Foster? David Foster. What a dick. <laughs> he was an asshole. What an Got asshole. Got him a hit, though. Got him a lot of hits. He's interviewed in front of all his Grammys. Yeah. He's got them all out there. It's like he's got so many of them. And you're the inspiration. I think that was the one where it's like, there's no horns in it. He finally no. convinced. And the video is like the, the horn sections, like reading the paper. Yeah. It's the, yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're the inspiration. My, Boy. I, I went to three proms, my junior, my senior. And then when I was a freshman in college, my girlfriend was still a senior in high school. Okay, so I went, Wooderson. I went back for her prom. <laughs> But my senior prom was uh, uh, Over the Rainbow was what? our theme. Yeah. The Judy Garland Wizard of Oz. Who fucking picked that? Yeah. Was, did, did we let the oldest teachers with tenure pick the theme? <laughs> About 50 years too late. So bad. Over the Rainbow. So terrible. Uh, all right. What's your next tune? Oh, um, oh, Joe Jackson. This is off uh, when we did our whole Joe Jackson uh, show. This is the album Beat Crazy that was like kind of a disappointment that after his first two, yeah. they were riding high. It's like, all right, we're ready for the next big thing. And then he comes out with some kind of jazzy, kind of weird yeah. album. Some people no fuck up the third album sometimes on purpose. I don't know why. Yeah. And this one came off of that. I, and I forgot all about this one too, but it's, 
Oh, it's okay. It's called the evil eye. The evil eye. Which is what you got right now. Yeah. let him say evil eye yeah this album's still really difficult to find like in a physical version oh really they didn't even bother like reissuing it or uh, I, that- yeah i mean i have it because i tracked it down and probably paid some money for it but um yeah it's hard to find man that sunset is gorgeous grill patio sunset hard to get better than that unless you're browsing carvana's inventory while you soak it all in Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What's your thoughts on the whole Spotify news thing? Um, I mean, look, it doesn't affect me one way or the other. My, I did pull... This show off Spotify months and months ago. You did? I did because I got a notice that I was pinged because we do play music on the show, music clips. So I got pinged for a copyright thing. Oh. And, and I was just like, I'm not going to get one of these notices every week. Fuck it. So I just took it down because I'm like, you can find the show everywhere. I don't need one more place to find it. You know what I mean? And they're know- the only ones that ever said anything? Yeah. Hmm. Wow. That same right. day they that same day they paid Brian Adams three cents. Yeah, exactly. So and that's mean, the other thing, you know. I mean, every band says the same thing. It's just like they just do not pay. They yeah. just don't pay, and uh, and the, uh, they were paying crap. And comedians, they weren't paying anything. No, and when they, they asked for it, they said no. So people they, started. They pulled a bunch of pe- comedian stuff off too. Yeah, rather than pay them. Yeah, and, John John Heffern got all his stuff pulled down. And they have so much money. I, I mean, how much is enough? Well, again, they could pay Joe Rogan $100 million. Yeah. Is that what they gave him? Yeah. And I always say you could have paid 100 podcasts $1 million. <laughs> you know what Keep I mean? Keep going. Who would how say about 1000 no? Yeah. Who would say no? Oh, $100 million they paid him? Yep. $100 million. Wow. I know. Mm. but they won't pay anyone else <laughs> no but that's you know netflix kind of works that way you know in terms of you know actors say they I mean, they don't get nearly as much yeah doing a netflix show as you do like say on a on a network like abc or something like that i mean all the money goes to the top it goes to the uh the showrunners you know the shonda yeah. rhymes of the world they're, they're getting paid but everybody else you know, and there's no real reruns. There's yeah. none of that. And so it's, you lose a lot. Yeah. My the friend people at the an, top are getting paid. Yeah. My friend who's an actor, he gets uh, called in to do the CBS show SWAT. He's a, mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's, he's not recurring and yet he's recurring. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Cause his, every time he's on, he plays the same character and he says, oh yeah, that's where the money is. 
they rerun it. They pay good from the start. It's all, he's like, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So. Well, it's like our union, you know, and SAG, they, they cut all these deals for new media when it happens. Well, it's a new media. We don't know if it's going to take an event, like the same thing they did with cable. Yeah. It's going to pay a lower rate because you're new. And eventually that they take over and they're still working at this lower rate. And we just give away the store every time. And now we did it with the internet, you know, with subscription and stuff. Yep. Streaming. Just just assume it's going to be huge. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let's just go with that. Right. All right. My next song is, uh, I think you'll like this one too. It's from the member of Fleetwood Mac who did not get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Bob Welch. Yep. And this is Ebony Eyes. I remember this one. It's a good one. Well, have you seen that girl in the corner? I'd like to take her out of her chains. Because if I had my way with you, baby, I would be changing your life today. Your eyes got me dreaming. Your eyes got me blind. Your eyes got me hoping that I'll be holding you close tonight. Your eyes got me dreaming. That would be played on the Yacht Rock station. Yeah, I remember that one. I remember that. What was it, about like uh, 78, 79? 77. Oh, so close. So, so close. close. Well, I'm my next one's right in that era. 79, buddy. Number one hit. I got a big slice of KTEL cheese coming at you from 1979. I'm you got it all teed it. up? I don't know if I do. Tell me what. Tell me the title. Uh, it's a, by a guy named Robert John. And this is this hit is uh, notable because around 79 is one of the few hits at that time that didn't have some kind of disco beat or influence on it. But this is just uh, your typical AM radio top 40 number one hit. This is uh, a one hit wonder. Robert John with sad eyes, sad eyes. Here we go. There you go. You remember um, it? Yeah, I do remember it. <laughs> now, you just, slow danced. You copped a feel with that yeah. song. Yep. Probably. <laughs> they always played a slow dance to end the dance, too. Right. Leave, leave the kids as horny as possible. <laughs> go home. Go, go get in your dad's car with your boner. <laughs> hey, your mom's picking you up. Calm that down. Calm it down. Cold now, showers. I uh, I didn't realize till right this second. I also have a song in my playlist called "Sad Eyes." Oh, so, all right. 
This is from Bruce Springsteen's four CD set called Tracks. This guy just had so many songs that he doesn't, that he records. They're fully recorded, fully produced from all eras. And uh, his voice is really good on this. I don't know if you'll like this song or not, but uh, it's good. I like it. Sad eyes. Every day here you come walking. I hold my tongue, I don't do much talking. You say you're happy and you're doing fine. Well, go ahead, baby, I got plenty of time. Bigger say, never lie. Bigger say, on a little bit of kind of a falsetto. Yeah. I think I, that I got from, into that. I don't know. That's my cup of tea. I think that was from the human touch lucky town era. Oh, okay. So makes you wonder just how much, like how many demos of his do you think he's got like in closets and everything else everywhere? And this thing sounds fully produced. It sound <laughs> like a demo. Was it, a, it wasn't a B side or anything? No. All nope. right. All right. The boss. That's why he's the boss. <laughs> he writes the checks so is that yours or is it my turn again uh that was mine you went you had sad eyes i had sad eyes now your yep. turn this is a song that i i i didn't forget about it but i was never a huge fan of it and then i heard it again for this one i'm going you know it's pretty good um it's it's you know kind of straight up kind of you know jeff healy band Amazing guitarist. I think we talked about him with uh, Gil Martin and this yeah. one of his guitarists. I mean, the guy's blind and he plays it on his lap. Like, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, this guy's blind and plays guitar on his lap. You have full sight. Well, half sight right half now. Half sight. And you, uh, and you uh, don't play guitar at all. Can't even do it looking at it at my fingers. <laughs> and he can sing. And he sings he well on sing. this. Yeah, right. this is Angel Eyes, which is a big hit in 1988. So he's, he's also rock and peace. So oh, is he? Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Poor Angel guy. Eyes. He's in Roadhouse. I've never seen. Oh it. yeah, Roadhouse. Never seen it. Come on, really? Surely Was that on the uh, Roadhouse soundtrack? It might have been. I'm going to look it up. So Healy passed at the age of 41 in 2008. Mm. He had, uh, this guy had a lot of stuff. Uh, He underwent surgery to remove two metas. I can't say the word. Metastasized. It says metastasized. Metastic, I don't know. It's oh. not the word you said, but that's what I would have said. Uh, to remove uh, tissue from both lungs. Oh. And in the previous 18 months, he had two 
sarcoma is removed from his legs. Healy died of sarcoma. I don't even know what sarcoma is in his home at 41. Oh, terrible. Jeez. Yeah, this was uh, Angel Eyes written in 19 from his first album, See the Light. Hope that's not ironic. See the light. I'm sure it is. <laughs> doesn't mean the guy doesn't have a sense of humor. I get it. I get it. So anyway, rock and peace. Rock and peace, Jeff Healy. I feel like this next one, depending on how you say the title, this could have been what you said when you went to see your doctor. What? You said, you said, doctor, my eyes. Oh, sure. <laughs> Jackson. Doctor, my eyes have seen the years and the slow parade of fears without Christ. Now I want to understand. I have done all that I could to see the evil and the good without hiding. You must help me if you can. Doctor, my Still sounds great. Still sounds great. Oh, by the way, just fun fun fact: uh, the Angel Eyes, uh, written by, co-written by John Hyatt with a guy named Fred Kohler. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, so Jeff Healy did not write it. It was uh, John Hyatt. Here's some trivia for you: the Jackson Five also does a version of Doctor My Eyes. Oh yeah. Do you yeah. have it? I thought I did, but. Uh, if I played it on a show before, I immediately deleted it because I don't keep anything related to Michael Jackson in my iTunes. And that was Jackson Brown's first hit, right? Yeah, I believe so. That Probably and, like 19 or something? Yeah, 1972. Oh, God. Young Good Jackson Brown. Oh, now he's Jackson Gray, huh? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he, over COVID, he turned the corner. Because I always thought, I'm like, Wow, Jackson Brown looks great. Jackson Brown looks great. And then came back from COVID, and I'm like, oh, now he looks old all of a sudden. I, th- I think you stopped dying, stopped dying the hair. Yeah, and he, and he just, I don't know. I don't know what happened. But You got some, uh, a beard too, right? Now? There's a beard now too. Yeah, that beard, you know, gray beard will make you look old, man. Yeah, my whole beard's gray. I'm just, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. My mind comes in like twice as gray as my head yeah and, how does that happen and the, the face the carpet doesn't match the drapes no the hair's coming <laughs> in from the same uh, body part the head Maybe the chin ages faster <laughs> the, or something my chin is so old <laughs> <laughs> all right hey, I you, gotta, you got something coming up what do you got for us here i got a title fight all right so uh you're you're uh the bond guy yep you remember this for your eyes only yep it's um, one of the best bond themes a great Bond theme. Not the movie is okay. It's one of my favorite. That's my favorite Roger Moore movie. I thought you didn't. Like, I thought Spy Who Loved Me was better. Uh, it, Spy Who Loved Me is better, but this one is my favorite. See, oh. that's there's uh, there's a difference. Like I can say, like this is my favorite Cheap Trick album. It's not the best Cheap Trick album. It's just okay. my favorite. You know what I mean? 
Why is it your favorite? Was this the first one you saw? Is that why? You know what? Um, no, the first one I saw, it was actually my first date ever. I oh. went with uh, Mimi Wirtz to see Moonraker. Terrible. And my Awful dad, uh, my dad uh, drove us, dropped us <laughs> off. That's hot. And uh, there, there's a kid that has no concern for what the girl might want to see. <laughs> want to go see Moonraker with uh, uh, Dr. Molly Goodhead? Is, uh, with, or an Holly old Good- man, Roger yeah. Moore. Yeah, an old man, Roger Moore. This should be fun <laughs> for both of us, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, this I will get. Here's some trivia I've said before on the show. For your eyes only, the opening uh, title credits, it's the only time when the actual person who sings the song is in the opening title sequence. Oh, Sheena, Sheena Easton. Easton. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't realize that. I have to go back yeah. and look at it. Yeah. You can just, you can go to YouTube and just see the opening. Usually it's just silhouettes of half naked women doing yeah, of, gymnastics. Uh, of, nip, of nipples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, great for a first date when you're in ninth grade. Of course it is. Get her in the mood. <laughs> um, Get her in the mood for my dad to pick her up and <laughs> drop her off. So which one you want to play first? The one that was used or the one that wasn't? Let's play the one used and then we'll shock and okay. surprise people. Let's play Sheena other. Easton. This was a big hit. Yeah. You probably number one. I'm trying to find out how high it went on the charts. Okay, it went to number eight in the UK. Speaking of the mic. It went to number eight in the UK. <laughs> there you go. And where did and in the US, in the US, it went to number four. All right, it's big. Top five. Is that Marvin Hamlish? Is that one of those uh, things? That's uh that's let me see. I think seem to have right. his kind of his Written kind of stamp by, on it. Oh, no. Written by Bill Conti. Oh. And a guy named Mick uh, Leeson, who probably still gets mailbox money because of this. Oh, sure. Did Hamlish do The Spy Who Loved Me for Carly Simon? I, yes, I'm pretty sure he wrote that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a better song, too. And a better movie. Yeah. Agree? Yeah, it's a better movie, but this one's my favorite. I know it's your favorite, but... You, you like the song? Which song do you like better? Spy Who Loved Me is a better song. You, you're wrong. You don't think Spy Who Loved Me is a better song than this song? Oh, it's Spy Who Loved Me, yes. Yeah, Spy Who Loved Me is a better song than this song. Yes, it is. Carly Simon. Look, yeah, I'm going to look that up. Uh, oh, yeah, I take Carly Simon over Sheena Easton any day. Absolutely. I tell Sheena Easton, hey, take the morning train. <laughs> Well, the story, yeah. Well, this is the second choice song for four, for four years on, for your eyes only, was because um, uh, they asked Blondie to do it, and Blondie did one, and it was rejected, and it ended up on their 1982 album, The Hunter, which we talked about, and that album is no bueno. No, that was kind of the end of Blondie, oh, the first my God. wave of Blondie. It- 
I don't even know if this song's good. Let's find out. Yeah, so this is their version, but you could kind of picture it over the credits, too. Sure. So they this sp- is Blondie's For Your Eyes Only. They spy it up. Yeah. Russian and danger I'm not Don't try turning the tables on me Nobody Does It Better went to number two. Mm-hmm. And it was better written song. by Marvin Hamlish and Carol Bayer Sager. Oh, heavy hitters. Definitely. When go- certified gold. Mm-hmm. Let me see what else. Uh, received Academy Award and Golden Globe nominations. Both uh, lost both to You Light Up My Life. Ah, Debbie Boone. Mm, Boone, you one-hit wonder. Mm. You one-hit bimbo. (laughs) So that's, uh, I don't mind the Blondie song, but I think the Sheena Easton one's better. I think they chose correctly. Yeah, they chose correctly. (laughs) Also, um, there's a couple of these, like Alice Cooper submitted his version of The Man with the Golden Gun, but they went with Lulu. (laughs) I, I, I want to hear Alice's version. Do you have it? Come on. That's a stupid question. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Man up. with the golden gun. <laughs> I mean, Lulu is he. He's got a powerful weapon. All right. We get it. On the, <laughs> on the nose, Lulu. All right. Let me find. There it is. Man with the golden gun. Let me and a bad movie. I like that one. Oh, it's you. I love Christopher Lee. Okay. Okay, here it is, Alex. Man with a golden gun. I think that was too too uh, edgy and uh, rough for the producers. I yeah. think at the how time, the, anyway. How are the nude girls going to dance to this? <laughs> They're not going to be able to dance to that. But this. Mm-mm. Basically, it's just right on the nose. With yeah. The 
Okay, one question, and then we'll get off Bond. What did you think of this, the new movie? Because I haven't seen it. Um, of the five Daniel Craig movies, I would slot that in at number three. Okay. So it's good, but it wasn't right in the middle. For me, it wasn't great, but it's good. It's very, it's really, it's good. But right. Skyfall and Casino Royale are just so incredible. It's just hard to really compete. Yeah. Bond. You don't know who the next guy is going to be? Uh, or a woman? Well, look, ladies, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not going to be a lady. No, no. It's not going to be. It's not going to be Jane Bond. No. Um, I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know if they're going to go with a person of color. Maybe let it go. <laughs> it's you too know? much of a cash cow. I guess those things still make so much money. Yeah. I mean, it's in England. It's their one thing. <laughs> in, well, they've got the Beatles and they've got James Bond. And I guess they've only had, uh, what, two Englishmen ever be uh bond out of all the bonds. Yeah. There you go. You remember which ones they are? Uh, I'm trying to think Roger Moore. Yeah, that's one. And is it, is it Craig? Yeah. All right. There, I got it. Yay for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Timothy Dalton, I believe, was Welsh. Yeah, and um, Brosnan's Irish. Yeah, and uh, Connery's Scottish. Yeah, I don't know what Timothy Dalton is. He's Welsh. I He's just said Welsh. it. <laughs> yeah. And then Lazenby was Australian. Yeah, Lazenby is who I was thinking of. He's Australian. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um. There's a, I forget this one guy I'm thinking of. I forget the guy's name. I'm not even going to try. But okay. uh, yeah, I don't know how long it's going to be till we get a James Bond movie, though. Yeah, it might be a young guy you never heard of. They should have all. They should have already had the guy chosen, and they should already have. They should have like five Bond scripts written at all times. They know <laughs> right. they're. Ne- they know they're never going to stop making them. Why wouldn't they, why is it like, well, now we got to work on the script. Shouldn't you be doing that? Shouldn't you have a whole team of people in a, in a warehouse churning these scripts out? So you can just, well, how many books are there? Ian Fleming books, are they? Um, I don't know. There might be 20 or 25 books. They must have gone through most of them by this point. Sometimes they just use the title of a book, but the movie's not at all. Yeah. Like the book. All right, All right, back to your eyes. What do you got? What's your eye song? I only got I, one left. In 1976, Neil Diamond got some street cred by having his album Beautiful Noise produced by Robbie Robertson of the band. Which is why he was on The Last Waltz, much yep. to the chagrin of the rest of the band. As a matter of fact, this is the first time, I've, maybe the first and only time I've ever seen, seen this. Robbie Robertson's name is on the front of the album. It says produced by... Robbie Robertson, much like Bat Out of Hell when it says songs by Jim Steinman. So, and this is one that Robbie co wrote with Neil. This is called Dry Your Eyes. And this is what he played at the, uh, on the last waltz. Yep. Dry your eyes, take your song out. It's a newborn afternoon. And if you can recall the singer, you can still recall the tune Dry your eyes. There you go. 
<laughs> Much to the stares of the crowd in uh, San Francisco. What's Why that is guy, he here? What's that guy in the blue suit and pink <laughs> shirt doing here? <laughs> in the scarf. Yeah, what? and he had like big rose-colored glasses on too. Yeah. He had no idea that wasn't his crowd. <laughs> nope. Nope, he just Sold came it. out and did his thing. And the rest of the and the band left. Yeah. They, they wouldn't they didn't want any part of them. Nope. It was like, you know, we're, we're going to take a break now. Yeah. Good luck, Neil. <laughs> uh, uh what's your last tune? Um well, this is uh I was going to uh, I played this before and I didn't want to bring it in, but I think this is a nice one to end on because it's so awesome. From the Guess Who, our brothers from the the Great White North. Refined Canadians they are. This is uh, one of their first hits. This is These Eyes. Here we go. Love this one. These eyes Cry every night For you These arms Great Burton Cummings on vocals. Yep. The um now this is uh these guess who songs. I, I listen to these so much. I'm not kidding. There's eight <laughs> songs that are fantastic. I have this. Was it the called, uh... it's called the very best of the guess who playlist? There's 14 songs on here, but eight are legit. You ready? Uh okay, let me guess them. Okay, go ahead. Well, these eyes. Right. No time. Yep. American woman. Uh-huh. Um clap for the wolf man on there. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Most people wouldn't know that one. Uh oh, what am I missing? Go ahead. Share the land. Oh yeah, share the land. Hand me down world. Awesome. Undone. Oh, undone is the best. And laughing. That's great. I mean, the, there's I mean those, Solid. Including, including Clap for the Wolf, man. Those are eight songs that I can't get enough of. Did you get uh, Randy Bachman to sign any of that stuff? Oh, there it is. Yep. yep. Right there. <laughs> uh, Randy Bachman's only on the first two albums. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you want to see some bad album covers, check out anything involved uh, with Burton Cummings. <laughs> Oh my god! The worst album covers. Did I send you that clip of them on like I, maybe it was the midnight special or something? It was long. It was like Burton Cummings. I mean, they're the most Canadian-looking guys. One guy, <laughs> like Burton Cummings, is like in a leisure suit, and he's singing up front. The other guy is wearing the Canadian tuxedo. He's got the, the jean jacket yeah. on. The other guy's just in a, like a hockey shirt. It was just. <laughs> They just like they stumbled out. They're on national TV, and it's just like they stumbled out of the van. They're all fat, and they, it was they, just like Mike. They let the music do the talking. They did, but boy, oh boy, it's like all really, right. guys, you couldn't couldn't spruce it up for TV yeah. a little bit. 
One guy still had his skates on. <laughs> ice skates. All right, Mike, let's uh, the playout song, which I will add after because with Zoom, we don't want to sit here and listen to it. So I'll put right. it in after. It's a it's a Chicago favorite. It's cheap trick. It's big eyes. Oh, right. Okay. So I'll play out with that. But let's do a little promoting and, and let the people know that you're doing okay. I'm I'm doing okay. I just have to be uh, patient, and hopefully, in a, in a couple months, I'll have my whole vision back. I mean, that's my big fear that yeah. it's not it's not going to be the same, and or that I have to go back and do more and stuff like that. But that's how I felt when I got my vasectomy. I'm like, is it going to be the hey, same? Hey, what? They gave me one of those too. I didn't ask for it. Oh, okay. It was in Mexico. I think it was part of my eye exam down there. Now you can't get the ladies. Uh, you can't knock them up. <laughs> um, Are you allowed to drink alcohol currently? Yeah, I, and I asked too. <laughs> after that, after that week of keeping my head down for all day long, I was yeah. like, "Oh!" And I went. Then they told me you don't have to do that anymore. I went, "Oh, thank God!" And then I, "Hey, can I have a beer or something?" And they're like, "Yeah, you deserve it." I go, "Yeah, I yeah, do. I deserve it." Are yeah. you on? Are you on any meds with the? Uh, do you have to take any? Nothing. Just just drops. Uh, drops. Just drops that I'm phasing out. After, All right. You know, in a couple of weeks. So All right. I, was, I was taking like four different drops the first week, and now it's down to like two different ones. And after tomorrow, it'll just be one one drop. All right. And uh, I recommend you watch uh, Dope Sick on Hulu. Yeah, it's, you mentioned that. So fantastic. Michael Keaton is in, incredible. All right. And watch that um, new wave Dare to be Different documentary. I will and watch And I watched the, uh, the Rick James one, which was pretty good. Uh, doesn't he uh, have bad stuff with women? Didn't he like keep women prisoners or something? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I want to watch that. <laughs> he went to jail for it. Uh, I'm, yeah. Okay. Is there a lot about that in there? No, no, no. It was interesting though. Speaking of uh, Neil Young, he was in a band with Neil Young in Canada. Okay. That doesn't make sense. Right. I mean, Not at that's, all. that's a spoiler alert, but I mean, that's crazy. So he, he was from Buffalo and he went up to Canada to basically avoid the draft. He went AWOL. And so under a different name, he started singing in bands. And one of them was Neil Young was in one of them. And so they, they actually in a, in a band together for a little while. Is Super Freak about Neil Young? <laughs> it is. The kind or- you don't take home to mother. That's, that's who he is. <laughs> All right. Where can we find you, Mike? Uh, FunnyMike.com, uh, Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram. Um, traveltalespodcast.com is, uh, for the, for the podcast and we're out there on, I think we're even still on Spotify. Maybe I'll take mine down as a, as a protest. Um, but you can find us wherever you get your podcasts and, uh, yeah. Funny Mike on Twitter. I'm around and my dry bar comedy special. You can see that's out there. So, all right. And it's free on YouTube right now. So find me there. Go find it. People. We are at Rock Solid Show. Go to Rock Solid Podcast for all things about the show. Go to patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast and promote this show for $2 a month. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? With that, thank you, Mike, for doing this last minute. No, thanks for having me and uh, giving me something to do Yeah, that didn't involve reading. I figured you might need something fun to do. And uh, although this wasn't fun, it was still something to do. (laughs) Thanks. All right, everybody, please enjoy Cheap Trick. From 1977, Big Eyes.